Welcome. I am Ricky Berger, joined by David Halperin's Shihan, my sensei, and this is a Keto Perspectives. We still need to get a theme. We we will get a theme. So uh, today, Sensei, um, we have decided to talk about a couple of pages from The Art of Peace by Morihei Washiba. Yes, we've been reading about Aikido. Always a dangerous thing to do. (laughs) So um, we've come upon page eight through nine, which is the introduction uh, to the book. And we had some passages that we wanted to just read and then talk about. We're talking about what's called the Little Yellow Book, right? Yes, the Little Yellow Book, The okay. Art of Peace by Morhei Wishiba, right. translated by John Stevens. Right. So, uh, starting with a quote from O Sensei uh, Morhei Wishiba uh, on page eight, and I quote The way of the warrior has been misunderstood as a means to kill and destroy others. Those who seek competition are making a grave mistake. To smash, injure, or destroy is the worst sin a human being can commit. The real way of a warrior is to prevent slaughter. It is the art of peace, the power of love. So, you know, Sensei, how do we approach that while we're doing a martial art? Well, you mean technically in terms of practice? So, uh, I think the idea is that... uh, we're trying to develop a way to do uh, techniques at full power without hurting anyone. So uh, in terms of practice, uh, you know, Aikido practice is fundamentally cooperative. Mm-hmm. And you uh, you never get into the mindset of uh, your partner being an adversary. Um, now, sometimes, as we know in life, like in Aikido, sometimes you start to think the other person is an adversary. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, he's saying, you know, like, uh, you got to be, um, you can't injure other people. That's that's not martial arts. Um, it's really the power, he says, to prevent slaughter, right? Um, so it's changing the whole context of life into a more, cooperative um, uh, mode. So sort of in my mind, and again, as I always say, as a beginner, that's what I am, as I compare this to other martial arts, what's really interesting about Aikido, and I'd ask you to comment on it more, is that um, we don't go into a technique working together um, thinking, oh, I'm really going to hurt him. This is going to be great. It's more like I'm going to give as much energy as I possibly can give and then not get hurt um, when the technique is performed. On when I receive as much energy as I can possibly give. Right. Cause it's, or, or let be applied to me. Because it's safe and fun, but really powerful whether you're giving or receiving. Right. Okay. Um, which just, what's so interesting is the mindset of that is so different than other martial arts that I practiced or, uh, or honestly have been practiced upon me. <laughs> right. Um, and it's, a, it's, it's brilliant. It's just, it's an amazingly different way to, counterintuitive way to look at, here's how to practice martial arts. Right. It's totally counterintuitive and it totally is, you know, it, I, I mean, I really think it's fair to say that in, in that, in making that kind of message the central thing of Aikido, a martial art, it really changes the whole um, uh, 
he's like reframing everything. Right. So uh, I think if you're involved in martial arts, um, you know, you encounter an idea like that, I think you got to seriously consider what the implications are, regardless of what martial art you practice. And so part of what you're saying, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that um, Osensei not only reframed how we practice on the tatami, how we practice when we do martial arts together, but he, he was attempting to reframe how we look at each other um, as human beings in society and how we interact individually and, uh, and collectively. Right. That's um, Basically, we should be uh, doing the smartest thing, which is get along. Right, right. Love each other, right. if yeah. you will. Yeah. Well, you don't have to love them. You just have to Get like along. have regard with them. Right. Have regard for them. Yeah, just do me a favor. Don't slaughter them. <laughs> you know, it's like the, uh, you know, like injuring a human being. It's like really bad. It's like the thing of, uh, you know, fighting. You get into a fight. You know, if you hurt the other guy, you feel bad. If he hurts you, you feel bad. Right. You know? And so, like, either way, you're going to feel bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that whole... You know, God forbid you end up in a fight, and, and you know you've talked to me about this in the past that you can't win in a fight because even if you won, you hurt somebody, and you feel bad because you hurt somebody, and if you lost, you feel bad because uh, you lost. Right. Um, so in this introduction, but, but on the other hand, you know, it's also important, which was I think a big part of Kai Sensei's message, that this cooperative element not be misunderstood. Martial arts has a very hard edge in right. a certain way. So, so, so what, what can I say? What can I sensei say about that edge? Well, we should look at what he said. You know, I don't okay. think I can just say it, but um, I think that uh, I th- my I think that he thought that in general Aikido discourse was too was over invested with all this cooperation and harmony stuff, right? And that people weren't even understanding what cooperation and harmony are in the context of martial arts. Okay. So uh, it led to a technical uh, uh, it led to technical issues with the way the art was practiced. Um, but that's that's does, a different that, subject. That's, oh, okay. that's the subject of the interaction between the words we use to describe Aikido and the actual practice itself. Does that have anything to do with the sort of notion of, you know, giving in versus just being being appropriate that you do an appropriate thing you're not giving in you're just right you're doing the right thing whenever the right whatever the right thing is in the instance because it is right for you too right um yeah i don't know that's you know that's the i think that's what it is something like that but you know that's part of the mystery of aikido what exactly how exactly would you describe it right right uh, let me return to this to the text on page 8. Jo- John Stevens makes the following comment. This is again on page 8 of the introduction. Unlike the authors of old-time warrior classics, such as The Art of War and The Book of Five Rings, which accept the inevitability of war and emphasize cunning strategy as a means to victory, Morihei understood and continued fighting with others, with ourselves, and with the environment will ruin the earth. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great commentary. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, the environment, the conditions have changed so that, uh, you know, the the issue we have today is not how to 
defeat our, you know, the next uh, country or, you know, some other group. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really an issue of how is everybody going to survive together on this planet? Right. And that's really more of the practical issue that's facing everyone now, and that's more how people see it. Um, but, uh, you know, martial arts, I think Kanai Sensei says martial arts has a very practical element. Like, for example, on the martial arts technique level, the techniques have to work. Right. So they all have to be real. Mm-hmm. And uh, because that practicality, you know, contains a certain um, truth. Um, and so that helps you orient a lot of other things. But the um, uh, it's a, a very practical part. Martial arts is supposed to be very practical. Right. Um, but, um, you know, in, in olden times, maybe in, in the Middle Ages, the big issues people had were how to keep their neighbors from killing them, basically. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, with the exception of a guy that used to live next to me, um, <laughs> our problem is not how to kill the neighbors or mm-hmm. like the, being worried that the neighbors are going to kill us. But it's like, how do we get along with our neighbors? Right. How do we get along with the people at work? And so I think just like martial arts in an Martial arts will, will, will give you what you need. When you need to know how to kill people, it will give you that knowledge. Right. When you know it, when it, when it, uh, when it's time that you need to cooperate with people or find a, some kind of modus operandi with other people, then it will give you that. Which includes being able to effectively engage them in conflict, but in a way that works out correct, correctly and hopefully in the best sense for everyone involved. Right. And, and you know, the idea of uh, correctness, what's correct and what's not correct, is a really important concept in Aikido. Also hard to really uh, describe, but, you know, you, you just mentioned, I think that was a good use of it. Okay, okay. So, um, to, to move on in this writing, the next thing is a quote. Oh, uh, sorry, I want to oh, say oh, one more okay, thing. Okay, sure. So, um, you know, yeah, maybe I already said this anyway. Um Aikido is like, is pushing it so that the martial, like, here, look at it this way. You know, you would be crazy to, if you did a cost-benefit analysis of your own life, you would be crazy to spend hours and hours learning martial arts mm-hmm. in the current period. Why? Why is that crazy? Because, you know, if you're really worried about, you know, you might have to hurt other people and you're doing it for that reason. Like, you could buy a gun or you could buy a taser or buy a knife you know right i mean any weapon you have if you're prepared to use it correctly right we'll 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 do the job we'll do the job so and it takes a lot less time with that than it does to do a martial arts seriously right so it's you know there's no real practical reason to study martial arts from just if it's only a thing of actually combat right right that's what i think well then why should you do it I mean, why should people go study martial? Why should people study Aikido? Is the big question. Well, because Aikido uh, uh, contains a great philosophical truth um, that people can get a great benefit out of from an encountering, and it's also good exercise. Right, and it's also fun. And it's fun. And you get to, you know, from my perspective, you get to hang out with friends, and you get to meet new friends. Right. 
Um, and honestly, keto friends tend to be uh, really intelligent and cool to hang out with. Um, and um, they party very well. Yep. <laughs> it, yep. It's, it's a, That's it's a part of, of the party. Aikido thing. It's a, it's a hell of a party. Yeah. Um, and it is great exercise. And um, it does this thing. I, th- I think you mentioned it off mic before. I mean, you just feel really good uh, doing a keto. It's like this big shiatsu massage. Um, you just feel really warm all over after doing the techniques and doing yukemi and it just feels good and it, it just wipes the aggression out. Yeah, I mean, it's a really good relationship you have with your partner most of the times in Aikido. So yeah. you're spending an hour having a really good relationship with someone. Right, yeah. To, yeah. The, to the extent that both of you can get your act together. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and it doesn't depend on, you know, being able to, like, do things. You just have to keep trying it's just showing up and doing the yeah, work. Yeah, just show just show up. Just show up and do the work. Yeah. And, and the other thing is the goal is, this is the part that I love that I'm so poor at, but the part that I love is that a really well-performed technique is in and of itself beautiful. Right. It's it's gracious, it, it's graceful, and it's, and it's beautiful. And, you know, for a, um, uh, a lumbering yak such as myself, I don't see it yet, but I know it can arrive. And it's like just to keep working towards that. Yeah. That itself is awesome. Yeah. That's a fun thing. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. So I'm, let me push on to this. This is a quote from Osensei. It's on the bottom of page eight. Okay. To the top of page nine. And again, um, this is the key to perspectives. And we're reading from The Art of Peace by Morihei Washiba, translated by John Stevens. Osensei, quote, The world will continue to change dramatically, but fighting and war can destroy us utterly. What we need now are techniques of harmony not those of contention. The art of peace is required, not the art of war. End quote. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing was, he, he, he could see he so far ahead. I, I mean, I don't know. I think it might have been in the 40s or something. I think so. And, and um, compiled and translated by John Stevens, this is 1992, but here we are in 2016, and you know these words could not be more relevant today. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, if you want to talk about uh, the, wor- the state of the world, I mean, um, what, he, what he foresaw happened, right? Like people developed nuclear weapons and a lot of them and yep. it was, th- everything was really tense and it, it, it would have been really easy to blow the whole world up over some stupid issue right. with nuclear weapons. Right. And as soon as one did it, everybody was going to do it. Right. So, like, at that point, the world, I think, uh, kind of had an insight and started backing off from that kind of war. You, you just couldn't have that kind of war anymore. Right. And, yeah, maybe now we have terrorism and local wars. Just, you know, sure, that still goes on. But, you know, it feels like uh, uh, those kind of – the world, like, woke up about the foolishness of developing and using weapons like that. Right. Or developing and not using them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, just like that, um, the techniques that, you know, it's a different set of techniques you need to deal with the situation. We really can't have total war anymore. Right. But, and, and Osensei talks about techniques of harmony, um, as opposed to techniques of, you know, contention. Right. Which is, I look at the, as I personally look at the presidential election environment, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Let's stay away from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
It's this whole thing, though, about finding ways for us all to appropriately and correctly get along. Yeah. It's that, and I, you know, in a way that has justice, and, phrase, justice but, and for all, right, real justice, right, and wisdom associated, and with wisdom it, for but, all, you know, and find, you know, finding ways to listen to each other, even if we significantly disagree on on points, but finding our way through that while still honoring, you know, each other, right, and ourselves, and, and ourselves, but the extent to which someone crosses a line, um, we may have to do something. That's correct and a little more amplified. You know, there's always a possibility that, you know, something like that could happen. Uh, and uh, fortunately, we'll be well, we'll be well prepared for it if it does. <laughs> but like in Aikido, you get you learn how to fight by not fighting, by practicing Aikido. Right. You're not actually practicing the things you will do in a fight. Right. But somehow it develops abilities that will help you do what's the right thing in the event of a fight or any other situation. Well, I... Um, I think one of the things that, that happens that I, that I watch is, as you teach us is the significant level of martial awareness in that environment while we're practicing, which, you know, if we were actually in a situation that we would carry that level of awareness to that situation where I personally haven't seen in other martial arts. And it's, it's very unique um, and it's very Aikido-based. Um, but it's very acute, that, that level of awareness. And, and from what I see, it's like it's meant to understand what's happening so you can get through it in harmony. Well, Marsh, I don't think martial awareness is any different from any kind of awareness. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. problem, Probably the problem for most people is having any awareness. <laughs> and uh, oh, I see. so, like, say you're practicing Aikido in a dojo, you really have to keep track of everybody who's on the mat to some extent just right. to avoid collisions. And uh, you have to be very aware of the etiquette that's, you know, of what you're supposed to do. You're trying to improve your ability to see the techniques and copy them, right? So there's a lot going on. And, and, and you got to be looking around the dojo to say, what should I be cleaning after class? Right. It's all of that stuff together. Right. And, and in the middle of practice, it's all of that complicated stuff that's happening at the same time. So we're learning to think about a bunch of stuff at the same time. So if we were... In a martial situation, we could process through everything that's happening. And even more important, your bot your body is being trained to be very like strong and resilient and flexible, uh, and elastic, and and your mind is being trained to be more aware of your surroundings, and to be relaxed in an environment that otherwise would be very tense. That's right. To to be relaxed no matter what's going on. And so that that, according to how this has been developed through um, Osensei and carried on down the line um, through others, that concept of being relaxed and appropriate and correct in a martial situation and in any other situation in life is what elevates us and brings Aikido to a position where we can just be more peaceful and find more harmony with everything around us. Is that really what this is about something like that yeah i mean i'm sure i'm, I'm struggling from words. no yeah. i mean the thing is problem yeah. people have always had about aikido is that uh they've reduced it to words too fast without really thinking it through right or or maybe learning enough about it or something so everybody has this problem of uh it's something like that but right. it's also you know it's also part of aikido it's just kind of a mystery because 
you know, uh, Aikido doesn't collapse back into everything else. Um, and, uh, so you got to keep figuring out how, how not to reduce it to the terms in which you formerly thought. Oh, oh, oh. So sort of from an existentialist perspective, we have to get bigger. We have to think about it in bigger terms that we otherwise may have sort of right. thought about everything. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Something like that. Right. Um, I'm saying so, right, but I, I really don't know. But it's, I think it's something like that. Well, yeah, we're taking, <laughs> we're taking these two pages. We're, we're discussing it to the extent that we can. Right. And I'm asking you as my sensei what you think. Right. And then when we're stuck. And I'm shooting my mouth off. Right, yeah. And then when we're stuck, we're stuck. And that's right. fine. Morahe taught the art of peace as a creative mind-body discipline. Yes. As a, did, but I didn't hear that part, the mind-body discipline. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's start there. Now, so one of the most important things that you learn in the dojo, and I'll repeat now, I am sorry, Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, uh, Morahe taught the art of peace as a creative mind-body discipline as a practical means of handling aggression and as a way of life that fosters fearlessness, Wisdom, love, and friendship. I am sorry. I should have read that. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's a great line. Great, it is a great, great line. observation. Um, so when we talk about handling aggression, right, it's the aggression that's coming towards us, but also the aggression within us. Right. right. Yeah, right. Exactly. In fact, the aggression within us is probably a bigger problem than the aggression without us. Mm, well, for me, it is. Um, yeah. I think, I think for most people, it is really. Or, or let's put it this way. The, the thing that... Uh, the source of people's problems is internal. It's not external. Right. And, and, you know, martial arts has always been this way to train your mind, body, and spirit to get you through a situation like that. So it's an inside job. The whole thing's an inside job. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective with, with, I, I, I just want to always reduce my aggression and reduce that sort of, that natural brute instinct to be brutish. Because I feel better when I'm less. I feel better when I have less less of that. Yeah. Well, it's you're you know yeah. I think you do. Well, just because like you're taking control of your uh, you know maybe first level instinctive reactions to things. Right. Right. Uh, but what's what's interesting is that the next part of the sentence is and as a way of life that fosters fearlessness. Right. Wisdom, love, and friendship. Um, yeah, that's the funny part about it, that in this way of studying love and friendship, you also develop fearlessness. I know. Is that crazy? It's really, that's, it's really crazy. It's really cool. Yeah. Because it's kind of the truth. So, you know, you, you, the, the fearlessness just shows up. Like, you don't have to get puff yourself up and be all macho or anything. You know, I, I had an epiphany, which I haven't um, uh, shared with you, but I, 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 I will now. Um so, you know, in the dojo, um, one of my friends throws me really hard, harder than anyone else does, and he loves doing it, and then always makes fun of me. Um, but it doesn't... You have nice friends. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Um, but I realize something. He doesn't scare me because he, he throws me faster than my fear arrives. Because I don't see it coming, and he somehow knows where my ukemi is, where the edge is. Well, I think he's... T it, it, he's faster than my fear. No, I don't think that's exactly it. What is it? Because uh, uh, all your all your perceptions should be faster, including your fear. Including my fear? Then yeah. i got to catch up. So the thing is, what you, I think what you're feeling is that he cares about you. He has some 
regard for you that he's not going to just use you as a cannon fodder. Uh, so I'm not... He, he's not faster than my fear. I'm comfortable. You're more comfortable. Oh, And so you experience it. less fear. Oh, that's cool. And that's the love and friendship part. Yeah. And the funny well, part, he's throwing me hard. Funny part is, is that, you know, by doing that, you're getting trained in fearlessness. Right. He's actually not throwing me hard because he giggles afterwards. Too. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, you know, like <laughs> practice supposed to be under control, right? Right. So, uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, you know, you can do the techniques uh, different ways. And, and, and worse, Aikido says the way you should do it is in a way where you have some consideration there's another person involved in this right because we're not supposed to break our friends right and, and also practical it's a practical matter you have less people to practice with right right but this is the whole thing of all of aikido is that like having this wonderful regard for the people that are in our lives but also you know really going full out if we can right right which also full out can also mean enjoying life to its fullest. Yeah, full out is yeah a lot of things. I mean, full out is a term that is, not, is another one that you can't just say full out means this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So it's another. It's like Aikido in a way. Like some of these terms, you know, it's it's hard to uh, really precisely. Although I guess we should look at the dictionary sometime and see how they define them. But you know, I, I know Aikido is something that. Uh, uh, it's not easy to encompass in normal words and concepts that we use. I understand. And can I sense this? I think Rhoda spoke a great deal about wisdom and how the concept of getting right. wisdom to Aikido. Right. We should talk about that. In well, he, he said the basic uh, purpose of Aikido was to make people wise, to develop wisdom in people. Right. But through a hard training and a hard physical training of mind and body. Right. So that's one thing that's from his writings. Mm -hmm. So, now I had skipped on to this other... Okay, so now, let's say we finish that discussion, right? Okay. Now, the last passage I want you to read is cross out, interpreted in the, in the broadest possible sense, and right. start, yes. Oh, Sensei believed that... It's principles, it's principles of reconciliation. reconciliation. Would, yep. you, would you like to read it, Sensei? No, no, you read it. And Harmony, I cooperation, and empathy could be applied bravely... So all of the challenges we face in life, in personal relationships, as we interact with society, at work and in business, when dealing with nature. Right. Everyone can be a warrior for peace. Yeah, cut that out. That's a cliche. Okay. See, well, that's, 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 that's a really good thing of the kind of thing I want to get rid of. You know, it, it's just a cliche. It's like that keeps people from, I mean, what we just... The, the, everything, everything before that is a much more nuanced, textured description. Okay. And then they say, "Oh, it's the we're warrior of peace." Beep. You know. <laughs> you know, it's like don't be so you know sloppy as to just go around like <laughs> thinking, "Oh, I'm a warrior of peace." Like that's you just, know you're on mic, right? <laughs> well, we can edit it though, but but you I'll know, do a bleep you know, people it. are supposed to be wise, not simple-minded. Right. Right. So what you're saying to me emphatically is Aikido doesn't fit into cliches or slogans. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I understand. Wow, that came out of nowhere. We really hit something there, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. Welcome to Aikido Perspectives. <laughs> Boing. <laughs> so 
what I love in this is it really draws it together that in doing a keto, this helps build our ability to have better personal relationships, uh, to do better as we interact with society, do better with our, in our relationships at work and business. And I never thought about this before, but to do better in our dealings with nature. Right. I never thought of that before, and I didn't know that Osensei thought of that. Oh, yeah. Well, Osensei was very influenced by Shinto, which is, I think, a kind of nature worship, like uh, God is expressed through nature. Okay. Or God expresses itself through nature. Um, there's another idea, too, though, that's important, which is it's a way to better get along with yourself. Did we cover that? Um, I, th um, I think we, that always sort of bears repeating. Yeah, I think you always got to add that because, again, it's, uh, yeah, it's all great to get along with everybody else, but fundamentally the way you do that is by figuring out how to get along with yourself or, right. you know, I don't know what that means either, but, you know, come that's to terms the with yourself one. in some way. I think that's the hardest one. Yeah, probably. That that probably takes the most practice. Is 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 that? I mean, um, I think we've discussed this in other podcasts, but I, I I think this is going to bear repeating through many um, discussions with probably many people. Is how broad the the application of a keto is to everything in our lives, and you know, um, I mean, I use it in business all the time. Right. And, um, and I, I, I mean, I know that you and I have had discussions about lots of things in, in our lives where we're really talking about the application of the keto in, in those relationships or when I'm asking you advice about something in my life. We're really talking about a keto, about how to handle it in a way that's, that's appropriate, which, which really means a lot of times in a keto, even if you're in conflict with somebody or an organization, it's how do you do it in a loving way? How do you do the correct thing, but in a loving way meant to, in the most um, succinct manner, do what needs to be done while inflicting no harm or the least amount of harm? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, something like that. And it's hard, it's but it's hard. cool. If you, if you just think about things like that, like business deals that I have in front of me, if I think about how to get to the business deal, um, but I apply a keto perspectives to it, it always works out better. It may not be the deal I want, but it always works out better because the other side feels like they're being treated well, even if we're in conflict. Happy, happy, happy. Well, that's 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 <laughs> ideal when you, as an outcome of a negotiation, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure there are people that think this will be a bunch of, you know, balderdash because, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure many people in business do it on the basis that the name of the game is to get as much money out of it or whatever their goals are, and the effect on other people is of that great consequence. Well, I mean, I spent, you know, I spent years as an, as a, an attorney and as a negotiator in teaching negotiation. And one thing that I know is that if you're in a negotiation that you'll never deal with the parties again, you can have a license to treat them abusively to try to get the way. Yeah, that's a good point. But 
the fact is that may not be what gets you to the best, even if you're never going to see them again. That may not be what's going to get you the best number. That may not be what's going to get you the next deal. It, it, it might be, but I can still do that without abusing them. And I, I have techniques that I use to do that, honestly, by using humor with forcefulness that makes them like me, but also understand, I should really, we need to get, to, I don't want to deal with Ricky, this could be bad. So you water, but they like me. you waterboard them, but tell them jokes while you're doing it. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I, I do things. There are things that I do, like my pig joke. You know my pig joke. I use my pig joke all the time. Um, where I, I, you know, when I sent them a 20-page demand letter, so they feel the force, but we're joking on the phone, and they say, "Look, there's only two things happen when you wrestle with a pig. One is that uh, you get exceedingly dirty." And two, the pig really likes it. I'm a pig. We shouldn't do that. Then they laugh, but they realize Ricky's crazy. Right. He just sent a 20-page demand letter, and maybe we need to settle this. Right. And then we start finding common ground, and I'm not yelling and screaming. Right. Well, that's... that's and we get into a nice place and settle. That's good Aikido. That's what I think. I try. I mean, you know, I think the problem people have is that perhaps for most people, um, if they're going to see the people again... It hits their consciousness that they should, you know, uh, take more consider uh, account of them. Right. Whereas if it's someone you're never going to see again, I think for many people it doesn't hit their radar screen. But it should. It should. I it, think maybe they'd get better outcomes if it did. You know, um, I did a deal where I ended up fighting a billionaire guy who's an oil guy in Texas, and... Um, he called me on the... It wasn't a big deal, but I just ended up negotiating with this billionaire guy in Texas. Nice guy, won't mention his name. And he called and yelled at me for about an hour. And then we did stuff with each other for a couple days. But in the end, we decided to settle because we did... Um, honestly, there was good techniques on both sides. There was good waza. He performed good techniques on me. I performed good techniques on him. But in the end, he said to me, Ricky, I really like you. And I'm like, I like you too. And I mentioned his name. And it ended up with, like, any time he comes to Boston, I'm going to buy him dinner. Because I really like this guy. And it doesn't matter that he's a billionaire. I just really like this right. guy. And it's great we settled it. But what's also really great is we walked out of it after fighting with each other because we were fighting with a relationship. And right. you know what? What's better than that? Really? It's the truth. You know? So, um, and I, I hope that's Aikido. Because I, I, I think I, that's I think that's Aikido. Um. Why don't you read this last bit? So, um, you know, like, just say, oh, sensei believed that the principles of conciliation, etc., all the way to... Um, Are we... Okay. Did we do that? Yeah, we did that. Did we do it all the way down when dealing yeah, with Yeah, nature? because then you, you decided you did not like the phrase, everyone can be a warrior for peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, not like so we that. read everything down to there? Yeah, we've cool. gone through... All right, we're good. We've, uh, let's see where... We, hold on, let me turn around and see where we are. We are 36 minutes into this. This was, um, do you have anything you want to add? Or, or in yeah, I need a drink. Huh? I need a drink. <laughs> I can help you with that. So before I do that, let me let me just say that uh, um, I am Ricky Berger, and I've been joined by David Helper and Shihan, my sensei, and this was Aikido Perspectives. Boing, ba, ba, doing, ba, da, boing, ba, da, boing. That reminds us we need a theme. Thank you, Sensei, and good <laughs> evening and good night to everyone.